0: welcome to the self-helpful podcast i'm kevin miller and i hunt for the latest and greatest authors and experts in self-help and ask them the in-depth questions i'm curious about for my own growth i bring these conversation series to you so we can learn and grow together This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the ability and capacity to pursue all we desire. Today, I'm, of course, with my dear friend and frequent co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and we're going to talk about nutritional supplements. Are they really necessary for you to spend the time and money on? And if so, why? I mean, we seldom feel much difference in our immediate health from these expensive pills and powders and tinctures. And they're generally just a hassle to maintain. The compliance rate for taking nutritional supplements is horrific. We heard from one rep that it was about 6% after 90 days. And my experience with myself and with others is that's pretty true. Traditional medicine practitioners, they downplay the validity of nutritional supplements, while the health industry often way overdoes it. And everyone's supplement is promoted as the magic pill for everything, which is stupid and an impossible claim. If you're not taking any nutritional supplements, we are going to give you some key ones to consider. And conversely, if you're taking a handful a day or more, you might want to consider if you're really able to assimilate that much. And we'll talk about that. And just because some supplement changed your friend's life doesn't mean it's going to do the same thing for you and vice versa. So in this episode, I think you'll hear the information that will take some of the doubt and frustration and confusion away. For most of you, it should help save you some money, some hassle, and increase the efficacy of any supplements that you do choose to partake of. And we'll talk about specifics. I will say that my co-host, Dr. James, is a believer in supplements, but he's pretty much a minimalist. Hey, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, it would be a gift to us to leave a review specifically about this episode. Let people know what to expect. Best thing you can do is take what you learned, talk with someone else about it you can always find and connect with me at uh, my website or social media at kevinmiller.co next up dr randy james and i talk nutritional supplements do you need them if so which ones how best to go about it and get some benefit i'm a foodie and i enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table and then i like tasting them and learning the nuances All right, well, I don't know any better place to start off with than the big question, I think, with supplements is, uh, for the broad masses: do you really need them? And we can say that globally, or we can say that here in America, but I think overall, I think your answer is going to probably be the same anyways. Do we really need, Dr. James, nutritional supplements?
1: And, of course, I smile at you Uh and will say, well, that depends. Depends, yeah. And uh, so, thinking clinically... You know, people come in, they've got a problem, and we've, we've captured their story, and never has somebody's story been, well, I raise my own crops, and I grow my own cows, and I raise my own fish, and, and therefore, we have a whole appointment that's dedicated to a certain set of topics, and one of them is this, is, and what I call it is a supplement philosophy, and I use those words on, pu- on, on purpose. This is a, a philosophy, so we'll talk about that today. What's our philosophy about supplementation? And we want it to be founded on science. Mm-hmm. So, so if you are buying your food at a grocery store, if you don't grow your own crops, if you don't raise your own cow and your own fish, then you are buying food from a system that is industrialized. Even if I buy my foods at three times the price from Whole Foods or, or Natural foods. Grocer or, or wherever, now that extra price does get you a step closer to knowledge of the grower. Well, oh, you can go further for those who are blessed like we are. Only half the year, even if even that farmer's with with farm market, market. Yeah. right? So there, but even then, your price will go up a little bit. And now you're talking to a dude, you know, on a street who may or may not have grown that tomato. But you know he, he brought it from somewhere, and so you have to have faith in the system that says, hey, this is organic, or this was 100% grass-fed, or wild-caught, or, or those kind of things. And so, so the bottom line there is most of us are buying our stuff from a store, and let's just say it's Safeway or Walmart or whatever, and even if it's organic, you can't trace the source of that lettuce. It came from Peru one week. It came from Mexico the next week. It came from California the next week. And even if it is organic, which I do trust the U.S. certification system, that organic means no pesticides and maybe no antibiotics in in animals. But what you don't know is how do they fertilize. So you don't know that. What you can assume is that they fertilize with the least common denominators, phosphorus, something and something to, to make the plant grow. Can, can I ask it in a backwards way that
0: I haven't actually thought of this terminology, but in, in essence, so me, so Kevin Miller, uh, I live in uh, America and have access to most of the stores, you know, between our small town and Colorado Springs, most of the types of stores and opportunities. that most people do granted. Some people have year round farmer's market and, you know, or maybe they even grow their stuff. But ultimately, for me to be at an optimum level of health, my body needs XYZ number amount of nutrients, uh, right. which, and it may need more of one than another because of my own pathology. So am I able to meet that through now you're, cause you're talking about through the food that I buy. But then of course, as I've learned from you, the next thing is, yeah, but how much of that am I actually eating daily? Am I eating enough? How
1: much am I? Digesting and assimilating. Am I stealing right. your thunder? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you're stealing my thunder because yeah, okay. my, my next statement was if you're, you, Kevin Miller, growing up, Colorado, and you're bu- eating these buying these foods from these stores, then we know by looking at controlled trials over time that, that the average Joe off the street is going to be deficient or inefficient or insufficient in something. Magnesium or zinc or phosphorus or something. And we know that the average dough is going to be insufficient in multiple vitamins or minerals. Now, if you are totally deficient in vitamin D, then you have rickets. And, and we're not talking about that. A clear pathological diagnosis. Isn't we're that talking about
0: scurvy. That that's vitamin I... C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, scurvy like a, and vitamin C. Area, yeah.
1: So all of the and beriberi is vitamin B. All of these have been known for 200 years but what isn't known is what level of insufficiency for Kevin Miller, age 47, is going to make you either feel bad or is going to lead to you not performing in the next race like you thought you should have, yeah. or is that frustrating, I can't sleep at night, or, 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 or. And, and that's where the, we don't have sophisticated testing we don't have a sophisticated means of, of self awareness. A lot of people say, "Oh, I know my body," and I'll be like, "Yes, ma'am, I understand, but you still can't tell me that, how you feel your liver, how your liver feels, or how your you know third cervical vertebrae feels, or you don't know your body that well. Say you how can't. what level it's functioning correctly or not. Right, I and mean, could you feel even better, and you just that, don't know you can.
0: Well, so then, so okay, so what about the question? Other so here in your uh, practice and let's, let's go to the latter decade where you're, you're doing functional medicine. You don't have patients come into the office and say, Oh man, this feels bad, this, you know, whatever. And you then prescribe a nutritional supplement because your next step, of course, is an advanced, uh, blood panel where you look at it and you get hard data, why data. And and I do want folks to hear that the normal, I'm going to make this up. If you've got better stats, let me know. But the normal American medicine blood panel is, you know, uh, two inches wide, and your functional medicine is a foot wide. But can right. I say it's it's much more broader in depth? So it's going to come out here, and it's going to show. Have you ever seen somebody who has no deficiencies?
1: Well, I, I guess I I, I can't. Perfectly answered that one. Insofar as I don't want to overstate, we're not testing everybody's vitamin C and vitamin E and vitamin K and, and magnesium. We're still not. And in fact, I would say there, don't do that. There, there's right. not a value. And there's, that's kind of what the point of today is, um, is to help people navigate this question of do, do I need to take vitamin C? Or D, and you read one article that is, you know, makes it seem like you can't live without this, and then another article comes out saying, "Hey, a medical study says vitamin C is worthless," or that thing where you know pills all wind up in the in the toilet system, and and or or even worse, the ones that come along and name a pathology. If you're having migraines, oh my gosh, you you need need this, whatever, right? And that's not fair because just as many people who have migraines from a magnesium deficiency will have migraines from a of, a of a different kind yeah and so and that that I don't know is comforting to hear it just
0: shows you the complexity but i'm hoping that you know we're addressing the people who have uh, been aware uh, who are aware of, of nutritional supplements and probably have tried some and maybe been frustrated because they spent this money they didn 't get a result, right. and you 're saying well, right because there 's so many prescriptions for it to fix x y z, and it may may be shooting at the wrong target
1: well right it, so many people come in with the story of you know i 've got this chronic issue and and I, unfortunately, I do think that 's why supplements continue to make money and there 's in every grocery store there 's a big supplement aisle because people are like you know i 've been having headaches, and maybe i 'll wander down this aisle and they say, okay, this time I'll try magnesium and this time I'll try vitamin B and this time I'll try whatever. Well, our our new store here. So natural grocer, I don't know if they're nationwide
0: or whatever, but they're like a whole foods type thing built here in our little small town a year ago, something like that uh opened up. I was so surprised. I mean, it's like a quarter of the store. I was going to say a quarter of the store for supplements and powders and things of like, these that aren't just raw foods um, that are obviously this. Obviously, it shows that the market for that. But then that's why we're having this show too, because the market is putting in a lot
1: of money. That, as you said, that we're just peeing it out. Or right. I think there's a significant amount of waste there, and and, and at the same time, I'll say, yeah, I take supplements and use them. Well, it's just—I don't. Again, is this fair to say? Do you have any patient
0: in your practice who, at you know, from what you see that they're dealing with, that you don't prescribe any nutritional supplement? Now, I know you're a minimalist, and you hear the ones that come in, and I've seen them bring the bags in, and they've got fifty different bottles, and they're taking some ungodly amount uh, of that, and you're going, "Holy smokes!" There's no way you can assimilate that. But let's look at what you're dealing with—that generally you're going to have one, two, five, whatever uh, core supplements that you think
1: is going to be helpful for this person's deficiency, lack, et cetera? Yeah, there's there's not very – I would say, okay, yes, but they're rare. And and I would say we've helped people get to the point where when we do – you can always do more labs. There's, There's not the full lab panel that's going to hit everything. And through my lens, trying to be minimalist on the labs as well, uh, we've had people get to the point where they say, "Gosh, I, I, you know, on my symptoms, I, I'm not too symptomatic, and all my numbers are meeting where we are." And we like to call those people, you know, graduates. It's okay, go back to you don't need me anymore. And hopefully, they can sustain that. But if we think through the lens of people coming in, then pretty much no. When we when you look, and, and then part of today is going to be, what do we prioritize? We're going to say, you know, omega-3s are kind of high on the list and biotin or collagen or something like that might be lower on the list. Some we have really good tests for, some we don't have good tests for. And so some of that is, you know, we, we find what we look for. Yeah. And, and I know that, so there's also a bias. There's also a, a pattern that I'm subject to, Um. And in thinking through all that, I hope that I'm conferring to patients and to people out there the, the idea that you can get to a, a better state, that you're not always in need of the next thing. And for those people who think they've, without looking, have everything that they have and there's no way they could need something more, I'd be like, ah, I'd question that. Yeah. So uh,
0: I do want to, in this, talk about just a, a quick statement to pharmaceuticals people who come to see you are obviously have discerned that they are not able to get what they want out of traditional medicine. So they're coming here and there's plenty of times when they'll say, Hey, I do not want a pharmaceutical. I'm not going to take that. You know, I just natural stuff like that, that on one hand, I have heard you say, look, here is a pathology where this pharmaceutical is often, uh, that pathology is treated with this pharmaceutical. I think we can treat it with a natural supplement. And so you do that. But on the other hand, there are times too, when you say, Hey, that is the reasons that pharmaceuticals were created and they have a place. Hopefully it's temporary or we can minimize it long-term, but you
1: do interrelate pharm- Can I say that pharmaceuticals and supplements? Oh, sure. Supplement? I would say nearly e- equally equivalently in terms of weight that they both have the same value as a tool. Which tool is the right tool for the right job? And so if you come in and you've got a fever of 102 and you say, my right ear aches, not my left, but my right one, and we look in there and we say, wow, it looks really bad, then I would say, well, if there's no allergies or whatever, that's why God made amoxicillin Mm -hmm. specifically for you. And in general, you are going to do better, faster, and have less risk and side effects in the long run. That's that's the perfect time and place for that.
0: Well, and and I, but then I will say I know that along with that antibiotic, let's go on that because yeah. they're rampant. You're going to say along with and that,
1: let's protect your body as best we can and think about what it could be doing to the gut. And and I will recommend a probiotic oh, yeah. to be taken along with that, uh, separated by a few hours. Um, and that we also go to the next month after that and try to reestablish. You Many people, they say, oh, I've had that amoxicillin or whatever multiple times. It never did anything bad to me. Well, that's the exact same thing a smoker can say. I've smoked a 1,000 cigarettes not once if I had cancer. <laughs> right. So right. we say, well, yeah, but it probably did do something harmful that you just can't sense or that you're not aware of. So because of that probability, let's put a probiotic in there that's not guaranteed to help you, but it's probably going to nudge you back over here into a better state of health, decreasing the likelihood of a long-term uh, consequence of an antibiotic or whatever other medicine. Um, and, and and not even just thinking about medicines that way, but anything you know, like we talked about sleep before the the consequence of a really full day's work is you get a good night's sleep. It's not that you're some lazy bum and you need whatever. It's just that if you don't do sleep, you're going to hurt yourself further. It's it's the normal response to this thing that has cost you. Yeah. So, food, supplements, nutraceuticals, pharmaceuticals, all of these things are are on that same spectrum. There's a right tool for the right.
0: And I I don't want to skip over. I know everybody would love to have, you know, prescriptions. Dr. James said to do this, which, you know, you're speaking to a lot of people and you can't address it, but you have taught me that is something that we practice in my family. If someone is uh, far enough along in a bad way and in an illness with something that, gosh, yeah, you know, an antibiotic is, is going to, you're going to suffer a lot, but that might help um, that we do now take a probiotic along with that news. I didn't know till, you know, till I met you. So let's talk about some specific ones. You know, what are some of the top tier ones that you think probably everyone is generally, you know, is, is going to, we could use. Though, before that, should we also say not every supplement is equal and give validity to that
1: brand well, wise? Yeah, to take both of those. If we say, okay, we know we're going to be taking some supplements. Well, you, you mentioned uh, fish oil. Right uh, what would you call so omega three uh, omega three thank you right, so if we know so I can for, get those at Walmart, you can get them out here, and then I would say okay and and here, as always, it kind of depends like if you're going to shop at walmart i i would I tell people I would be really picky about fish oil, about probiotics, about things that are that go rancid quickly or that are life critters that need a certain packaging process, and the the, the Walmart and those kinds of stores are in a business to sell a low price, mm-hmm. convenience and a low price. Now you can also get a pharmaceutical grade fish oil. It is it is fish oil. It's called Oveza, and it's going to be in a pharmaceutical 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 grade category. Where it's going to be held to a higher standard. There's government oversight. There's FDA regulations and all that. And the price will go up. Now, if you're going to bet the life of yourself or your kid or your parent or whatever on this, then there's, there's an easier choice to make, but it's a more expensive choice to make. And then there's everything in between. So we've got, you know, Walmart or Costco. And and of course, we've got Amazon. So, uh, Amazon. And then you've got, uh, like in the world that I'm in, you've got professional grade pharmaceutical companies that only market to me. right? So they're not out there in the public sphere where you can go on Amazon and buy them or stuff. And we pay a little bit more for that. And we, I think it is worth it in my eyes because I'm paying for trust and for um, specificity, for clarity, for uh, the truth in advertising, if you will. And of course, I don't go to everybody's shop every day and bring my chemistry set and, you know, do an experiment and see, but other people do.
0: Well, you did to a degree. Uh, well, so, so I can tell that story real quick. I mean, cause what we're talking about when he, when he, when you say trust, you're talking about, is this pill, does it have the bang for the buck? In it, Kind of like you talking about the nutrient quality, you know, of X, Y, Z. Does it have what it says it has? Yeah. So so when a company gets the ingredients that make up that nutritional supplement, are those high quality, you know, organic, uh, good ingredients? And then they're put into this pill form. And then are they sitting on a shelf for 90 days? Are they in a warm environment that's going to degrade them? And uh, that's what we learned, uh, or I learned, at least you knew about it, but in the practice where we have some of the companies and two of them that I know of uh, are Zymogen and Orthomolecular who went to battle trying to get their products off Amazon. So there's two folks, Zymogen, Z X Y whatever emoji mm-hmm. and, and, orthomolecular. If you see those on Amazon, they are being sold by somebody who shouldn't be selling, uh, those products because they're not coming direct from the retailer. The reason that these folks are the wholesaler, the reason that these companies did that and only allow direct sales. So they sell directly to a practitioner like you. Uh, so it goes straight from them to you in a timely manner. It's got an expiration date that that customer is then getting it. And I know if you have buy too much here and they go past the expiration date. You just chuck them um, and you're getting a high quality as opposed to some, uh, somebody retailing them and they stick them in a warehouse for 90 days where it's hot. And by the time you get that thing, it has half of the efficacy left in there. Now, granted, I, and we've heard you know, people look at that and go, oh yeah, right. You know, Those companies doing that, they can also then kind of regulate the price. They're not competing on Amazon. Uh, and there it comes back to trust. So you and I went to... Uh, molecular, where was their place up Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. And
1: toured the facility. Pretty impressive and eye-opening. And and what it, what it kind of showed me is that if we had gone to Walmart and said, okay, we want to buy that fish oil, can you show us where that came from? Mm-hmm. They, they can't. And so their, their supply chains are going to be from Chile one time and in Norway the next time. Wherever it's cheapest. Right. And and so many of the, of the big box kind of stores have gotten into trouble because then – If there's a break in that supply chain, there's not enough oversight and they get filled with fillers and that kind of thing. In our world, if there's a break in the supply chain, then there's just a back order and they say, sorry, you know, we don't, we don't have it because our trusted resource had a bad batch or they just didn't deliver or something like that. And so it, it increased my confidence in the system, um, at least that we're using that, um, would that you, we can trust. Would you, so top tier. Okay, yeah, just so there's that, Imogen, Orthomolecular, uh, Metagenics, Thorn. um, peer? Yeah, yeah, Peer Encapsulations. Uh, Claire, uh, Claire, yeah. And there's a whole bunch. They're, they're, and that's not to say that any of the others, uh, Integrative Therapeutics, that we think they're bad. So I would say it like this. I think there's probably 50 decent companies.
0: And if you all of a sudden woke up tomorrow, you're not a doc and you're living in the middle of Dallas and you know what you know about supplements though. And you just got a place to buy them. My guess is you're not going to go to Walmart. You're not going to go to Costco. You're not going to go to GNC. You're probably going to try to find a local practitioner that you can buy
1: from and buy these higher level professional grade supplements. Yeah. And well, some of them you can get retail like Nordic naturals, Nordic naturals. They also sell, at our meetings. So they have sort of a professional line or whatever, but it's the same thing at natural grocers and the price points the same. So if you find those higher quality things at retailers, then their price points should be about the same. And in fact, we try, you know, in the clinic to try to, you know, go under that just a little bit as a, as a value added option. Um, what, what, it, what ones would you say uh, of, of
0: when you look at nutritional supplements, are more important to make sure you're getting high quality That's a good question.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fish oil probiotics. I'd put at the top of the list, uh, because they're living, they go rancid. You've got to really, you've got to really trust those. Um, I S- probably also put a multivitamin in, in that list and ter- because you can just put anything in a multivitamin, right? It just, and then what's the bioavailability and, and the value of it. And there again, it's just all over the map. Um, and then after that, maybe curcumin, you know, turmeric, how much of it is the actual curcuminoids? Cause it can say whatever it wants to say on the back of the bottle. Nobody is policing it. And that's, that's the problem. Uh, so there's a few, uh, Jero is another brand that's retail that I like that. I think they're pretty, pretty decent Carson, um, Anyway, so some of those names will come, come to us as... So if
0: you're pinching pennies, though, and you, you do want uh, you know XYZ supplements, what are some where, you know what, if you're going to get those from Walmart, right. probably not going to kill you.
1: Magnesium citrate. Okay. So we don't even have that on the shelf because that's easy to get. And there's other kinds of magnesiums, the, the different chelations or the different salts that are for different reasons that I would be kind of picky about. Well, um, and that's one
0: where we've – magnesium is one that I consistently need, but magnesium citrate is one, and it gives me loose stools. Which so, is what
1: it's designed for, right? Designed that's, for, that's the I one don't that's, need
0: looser stools right. in my own you pathology. Need, so you want so so to be that.
1: sure that whatever magnesium you buy, and if it doesn't have magnesium citrate on the back it that, because that'll mess you up. Right. So I'm going to take what? The magnesium glycinate or, or, or chelate or okay. bisglycinate or three eight and – Right. So that's where then you're talking with a clinician to say, well, which one under which circumstances and how much and what should I look for? Uh, so that, that's a big part of what we talk about on, on one of our appointments with people, because by the time they get to me, they're really confused. Yeah. So when you talk
0: about, so there, there's looking at, you know, brand and quality. So, okay. So leaving that then, which ones would you put? Well, at the Top I, of the list. Top of the mm-hmm. list that most people... And I don't know if you want to say that culturally or globally or whatever, but most people are going to benefit. Chances are this is going to help them because
1: they're not getting everything they need. Right. I'm I'm gonna answer that question Americanly. Okay. So culturally, because in America we have a highly industrialized food system. Yeah. Right? And and a really good one. Like logistics is really so good. So
0: different than uh like Dan Butner and he's as he's right. pointing out the blue zones, which is like uh Okinawa. That's, yeah,
1: Okinawa or Crete or that they may not like need that. Right, that they're As much. maybe one of the right because one of their value, one of the increasing bluerness of them, is the fact that they locally source food. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, and we, you and I can't at nine thousand feet. Yeah. Right, everything has to be coming in. But so, thank goodness, we have very good logistics, which brings the price down, and the common man among us can eat blueberries every day at eight thousand feet. So. Uh, considering that, and considering that those blueberries probably came from a long way away, and they're not there, you know, they're picked too unripe, and then like bananas, you know, they're picked way early, and then they're gassed for, for, the, um, for the ripeness and, and all of those kinds of things. So let's, let's just go back to the idea that the common man on the street is insufficient, and we know that if we take a common food, it is less nutrient dense than it was. And we know that. So take a peach, a banana, an apple. Yeah, though
0: I do want to stick into the common man. Yet yeah, you're, you're going to include your, – you're, you're not the common man here in America as far as your diet, your health, whatever. And yet you still are going to be participating in what you're about to say as far Correct. as your top – because
1: I still eat those bananas. Yeah. Well, right? So that's what I meant by the average okay. Joe is eating an average banana. Okay. Even the non-average Joe, if he's the super high athlete, he's still eating the same banana. Yeah, I bought them yesterday. I bought organic, but it's still the same process. <laughs> that's, that's right. So organic means, okay, came still came from Peru, but it didn't get any antibiotics. Pick too ripe. Okay. Pick too ripe, still got gassed, all that kind of stuff, yeah. and you're going to eat that banana. Yeah. And that banana, compared to the banana of 50 or whatever years ago, is different nutritionally. So, so then we take a step back, and if the person is agreeing with me and saying, yeah, okay, that makes sense, that's true of our nation. Then I say, well, take a multivitamin. I mean – Take one, right? Like, we know you're insufficient in something. We don't have to go testing it for $1,000. We know a multivitamin has a cost, and we know there's, there's a potential downside, but it's super small. I guess you could choke on the pill or, you know, maybe you don't get any value out of it, but the, the cost is small, the downside's small, and the upside is
0: pretty okay. But, okay, but I want to come back to the, you know, to, to the me, the layman, of you saying, you, Dr. James, functional medicine, are saying, chances are I'm going to be best off by taking a multivitamin, and that was one of the ones you put in the top tier of taking a good one, not taking the cheapest one. Right, um, taking one, and you did get down that list. And folks, if I, I, you can rewind and listen to you named off ten maybe top tier.
1: Well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just give the example of the ones that we use, and people can Google them and look them up and see what the ingredients are, and then match and them up then compare else and there. match them up somewhere and. In the future, you and I hope to be able to you know link people over to an online place that, that we help people to say, okay, look if you don't want to think about it here 's the ones we use and this is uh, metagenics phyto multi phyto coming from phytonutrients, so they do a multi so what I look for in a multivitamin and right off the top is you know some of these supplement companies they make the men's over fifty you know super pack and it 's yeah you know, eight tablets per day of this and that and this and that and this and that. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's got everything in there. Well, if that's, that's your basis, right? That doesn't include your extra omegas, your extra vitamin D and your extra whatever. So if you're already start off, starting off on four to eight per day, it's just, from my experience, people that won't do that because these are the ones that you and I are talking about forever. Mm -hmm. So one or two a day is the dose and this one goes to a day and does it have and what i'm really looking for is the b complex vitamin profile that's 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 already methylated and maybe that'll come up in a different show or something but um and that just means it's already created in a form that's better for about 30 per 30 or 40 percent of the population that have a genetic uh uh, mutation to where they don't process B vitamins so very better absorption well and and better absorption than folic acid basically oh. so folic acid is is the B vitamin supplement that the government demands that you know is put into cereals and breads and mm. things like that and for many people that it's, it could even be harmful it's certainly not helpful so so it has that in there it has adequate um, iodine and um, and selenium because so many of our people. Are in the thyroid category. Yeah. So, just I want good thyroid support. And for those two reasons, and the third one is it was only two a day, and I like the phyto side. So, on the phyto side, you know, we know about resveratrol and uh, the green tea extract and uh, broccoli seed extract and some of these other things that have really, really good data as hey, this is good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have data that says it's good for your hypertension or it's good for your headaches or it's good for whatever it is good food and so so that's what i looked for we landed on that one i think pure's multivitamin Zymage's multivitamin they're all pretty good my orthos my complaint about ortho and we just talked to our local rep and i'm like yeah dude it's four a day it's yeah. a pain in my rear. I'm not going to do well, it. Well, you are more sensitive to that. You talk about feel, uh, pill, fatigue, pill fatigue, pill fatigue, and that is true. I think
0: uh, some people don't don't mind it, but you got to judge yourself. So, yeah, I know you are looking
1: for smaller pills and less pills because yeah, it matters for a lot of people, and especially if you're taking it. This is every day yeah. theoretically. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and there we know that, uh, gosh, what the, you know we got stats and we're going to take them with a grain of salt, but on the compliance...
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to go there, that if you look at the average compliance rate of a doctor-recommended supplement and you go six months out, it's like people are still taking it under 10%. Yeah. If you go a year out, it's essentially zero. Yeah, And so if I really do believe that this is good for my patients, it's good for me and my family, then how do I help motivate them, and help them understand that this is a forever decision. Well, let's go to that standpoint right
0: there because that, to me— As the layman, that is the biggest problem is that even though you look and you see that, gosh, yeah, Kevin, I feel like, you know, I see some deficiencies here, whatever. And I think you would be good in taking XYZ supplement or in here, we're even talking about regardless, you're saying culturally, it's in America, everybody's going to be good to take. We actually
1: go ahead and name them off. Okay. So my, my top four, I call these the basics for, and part of that's because we're in Colorado and Colorado is high altitude and it's cold. So Number one is the, is the multivitamin. Number two, the omegas. And so I just ask people and say, look, do you eat anchovies, sardines, herring? And if they say no, and you know, I don't want them to eat too much tuna and salmon. Well, omegas, I don't know how many people know it. It's fish oil. Fish oil. Okay. Right? So you're either going to eat fish yeah. or you're going to take it. Now, for the vegetarians and vegans out there, to get enough omega-3, these are essential fatty acids. The word essential means you have to eat it. Your body can't make it, so you've got to take it in. It's just a lot harder for your body to get down to those omega-3s from a plant source. So coconut and hemp and all the seeds and the avocados and all those things, which we eat also. But, and this is one of those things that we can measure and measure people's omega-3 level. And many of them are low and they're really low if they're trying to heal this other kind of disease, whatever they have. So... So, you either are going to go eat sardines mm-hmm. or you 're going to swallow them in a pill or a liquid form can 't we also though take somebody like me uh, who struggles with
0: IBS digestion, whatever, and say that it 's possible that even if I am eating theoretically the adequate amount of fish sardines whatever that I may not be it may be going through me too fast i 'm not digesting it and i 'm not getting the benefit, so
1: still needing. To take a to, to, supplement. do, to supplements, we are supplementing the food, Yeah. and we have to have that same conversation with the supplementation because you're still putting it into that wonky gut of yours. Yeah, but it can help because so if you're not absorbing very efficiently, we can do a quote unquote mega dose you and shoot it like it heroin, just go right into the bloodstream and blood put it in the veins somehow. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, digestion. Well, first you got to chew it. You got to sit at a table, not eat in the car, Mm -hmm. eat with people you love. Don't be stressed out about it. All of those things. And you can't make up for all that with pills. So that's one of our favorite things sayings is to say, look, supplements are supplemental. This isn't your food. This isn't going to replace the sleep and good relationships and those kind of things. Now it can help. Well, so,
0: it, that is, a, that is a, again, it, it, with anything within the health and wellness industry that we know that, yeah, the supplement uh, industry can come along and say for whatever ails you, you know, just take supplements. But yeah, if you're taking those along with a really crappy lifestyle uh, and you're popping those along with your fast food, the exactly. results are going to be negligible. So here you and I are, I would put us top tier in our efforts to be doing all of these Uh, Had this healthy living, healthy, and yet we're still. You're still. We are
1: still taking these primary supplements. So you just mentioned. Well, so I know I'm not eating sardines, and I know my wife won't. But we eat fish twice a week. You and I just ate lunch of fish. Yeah. And so, but I'm still going to take the fish oil. And we've talked about you know our dry, you know wintertime cracky hands sometimes. And I and one winter I said I'm going to take enough to get over that. And see what that was. It was a really big well, dose. Well, you've
0: got me on um, on on a double dose right now, morning right. and night, because to you were looking to, at me, you were looking at the skin on my hand going, "Dude, that's yeah, looking. You're too parched,
1: <laughs> too cracky, man." Too cracky. Yeah. Uh, so fish oil is the second one. The third one is probiotics. And there again, you're if you eat fermented food, if you have that a balanced a way to eat fermented because a lot of people will say, "Yep, I do yogurt every day." Well li- list them you got well yogurt, so yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, uh, well any vegetable kraut, right so uh, oh, fermented vegetable. vegetables, so so kimchi would be a, a big one, and I, kimchi I'd hold out as a good example because a lot of Americans go, ew, you know it's too fermenty, too whatever I' like mean, that's exactly why you might need a supplement yeah, I don't because I you're shying away from that
0: that is, and that that is true, man, all that kind of st- all that stuff don't like it at all. And I think sauerkraut even bothered my stomach. Well, and can, So then. there's a
1: subset of people with pathology where the fermentation process might actually mess them up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, kombucha is the new, kombucha is a big thing, but there's a lot of sugar in the store-bought kombuchas. So I don't know if you knew this, but we're making our own now. And we can control the amount of sugar. I don't know if you
0: knew this, but we are too. Actually, my wife is uh, well, my is wife making too. it, and, and yeah, she's doing it with less sugar because that's what she said. The stuff I get from the store or whatever, it's too sweet.
1: Yeah, it's too much. Which they do with
0: a lot of health food, yep. is healthy products, and jack up the flavor with
1: sugar. Yep. Uh, and we tried also the ones with alcohol in it. So there's there's that kind too. But I think she it did that. Wasn't too good. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so then take a probiotic, right? And then it's like, well, what kind and how much and how many billion trillions of these critters and those critters? And this is a new and nascent area of research. So I would say the bottom line is we really don't know. And as I was sort of young in the whole functional medicine world and stuff, people were taking two, three, four hundred billion additional sort of supplemental Uh, to treat certain kinds of things. And now we're kind of backing off from these high, high doses and saying, no, it's more you need the right strain and the right kind. And and so it's very new, and that's where... Can you simplify it? If people are hearing you, though, uh,
0: so what do you look for?
1: Yeah, so so what I look for... um, so the lactobacillus family and the bifido family uh, are going to be key. And then, now this is going to tax my memory because then they all have a, a, a sub name if it's bifido brevis or rhamnosus or something like that. And I, I would go so far as to not even say there's ones out there that I should list and you should look for those. I would go back again to your trusted brands. I was
0: going to say, back to the brands that you listed, which is what you're
1: giving your family. Yep. And- um, that's the one that we, t- we do, the orthomolecular, the orthobiotic. And I like it because it has saccharomyces in there. So that's unique. It's not refrigerated. That's unique. But you got to trust the non-refrigeration process because these things do need to stay alive and, and it's either going to be encapsulated so, and that's where the technical aspect of these guys doing their business and why the price of the stuff is a little bit higher. Well, and I, I got to say, be, and now, you know, I got a
0: big family. I, I, nobody's more price conscious. And yet when we went and toured ortho Molecular's facility, I came out wondering how on earth did they go through this process without every bottle being 200 bucks? I mean, right. It you it and I that both thought that it's, yeah. holy
1: smokes. How can you make a profit on selling these for that low for of a the price? And st- so we were then
0: there for hours going along, and they said, "We, you know, here's the probiotic. We source this piece from this place because of its if its value and quality, and this from this, and then here's the process to keep it from getting any sunlight, from getting any warmth. They keep it in a refrigerated thing, and we're talking warehouse size stuff. And the bill, the stuff that they went through to make sure that this came out the highest quality. And again, we're not selling Orthomolecular, folks. So this isn't this isn't sponsored by them. Well, you can't even get it unless it's through a practitioner. So, uh, but uh, just attesting to
1: the high quality
0: of it, it sure was eye opening for us of not complaining about the cost of this stuff.
1: And that, and I don't know if you knew this, but I had been invited to go tour the facilities at Zymogen and Meta huh. and Metagenics, and I think my dad went to Metagenics, and and so I, you know, Thorn and and Pure and those places I do trust, and not to downsay the other guys. There's 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 other. Good folks out there, but how do you know? And that's where people are going to have their trusted clinician. We want to be a trusted source on the podcast world, and and then help people to get to the right place with confidence and assurance. But we can't say with a guaranteed goal, right? None of this is backed up by randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trials—the the, the gold standard in the world to say, well, if you take this, it equals that is double-blinded randomized trials. So in the in the in the nutraceutical world some of those things happen. But by and large not many is happening and certainly there's no head-to-heads comparing yeah. you know this company to that company. Well can we Number 4. Okay. So probiotics and then number 4 so these are the top 4 and the reason is vitamin D. So we live in Colorado and up here where people live up here I would say 90 Okay, maybe 80, 80% of adults, and we test everybody for vitamin D because 80% will be under, so they're actually low, so under 30. Okay, I'll take that back. Under 40 and probably 50 or 60% under 35 or so, which is the bottom level of even what the lab says. So I'm going to grade that, and now these are people who are ill, they're trying to get well, and here's a deficiency, a, a categorical deficiency, so so for me, when the percentages are that high, we say, okay, look, most everybody up here, unless you're taking dramatic uh, choices, like you buy an indoor sun um what are those, a tanning bed kind yeah. of a thing, you're you're gonna be low. So just take it.
0: Well I right? were saying do you man, I go out and you know, even
1: through the winter I run and you said, wait, do you do it naked?
0: Yeah. No, the only <laughs> thing showing is a yes. little bit of
1: my face. What right. And and even in Texas, California and those places I think the percentages are still remarkably high. So it's more than just sun exposure, but there is also, what's the efficiency of the metabolism of that person? How many sunburns has that skin had over the course of years? Because your sun-exposed areas tend to be the areas that I think are transferring the vitamin D from the sunlight less efficiently, Hmm. right so they've already been burned in in and, and we have to worry about skin cancer and those kind of things and people are putting on sunscreen which blocks a lot of hmm. that vitamin d transmission
0: which i've seen that that's been frustrating to see some people talk about that hey the you know the sunblock is keeping you from uh getting the vitamin d and the sunblock you're using is a bunch of chemical crap that's also hurting you but then on the other side we're just as scared of getting direct sunlight uh, and too right. much of it and melanoma and yada yada
1: So I would tell people, okay, if we go back and, you know, it's not that God made a mistake when he made the sun and all those kind of things. I'd say, okay, if we could go back to the beginning and all of us could get appropriate sunlight, you know, 30 minutes of unprotected sun exposure on most of our body for most every day of the year. Great. We probably wouldn't have a vitamin D problem, but that's not what happens, right? As a kid, we get sunburned here and there. We may or may not get sunscreen. Life happens, and then we burn our noses and our foreheads and our shoulders and our forearms. And Of course, you have kids today spending less time than ever outdoors. Outdoors, right. They're getting Uh, getting lots of blue light. Unfortunately, that doesn't help. (laughs) Right. I don't think that transmits vitamin D. I don't think so. So those are our top four. What? So,
0: so on though, so let, let's hit so top four, and, and I do want people to hear that, that that is, uh, pretty much across
1: the board. You're going to prescribe that to the majority of everybody that it's not going to hurt. Chances if anybody are comes in and their labs are normal and I say, are you taking vitamin D? And they say, yes, I say, keep taking the same amount. It yeah. looks like, you know, you're, you're at, your levels are at the right amount. So, so just keep going. Um, well, you, you mentioned labs, and, and that is where I wanted to go to because I know the
0: frustration is, so often is, so I'm going to take these. You sold me on it. I get the concept. I'm going to take all these vitamins. I'm going to spend the money. I'm always shocked at how much money it is. And then if you've got a family and you want them doing it, I mean, you can get exorbitant. So I'm going to take these. And generally, at least in my experience, I don't feel anything. I don't feel any different. I mean, for that expense, you know, taking a hundred dollars uh, a month worth of, of supplements, I want to put them in and I want to testify to something. I want to feel like, man, I got more energy. I slept better. I felt stronger on my run, yada, yada. And I would say by far and large, this is my evidence, by far and large, you don't. You don't feel something
1: specific. Some people do, but it, I don't pretty, know. Pretty, pretty, pretty rare that there's a, a situation where somebody's got a, Definable deficiency, and most commonly, omega threes, vitamin D, and we replenish that. And they say, "Oh my gosh, I can totally tell." Any more so than most people don't walk around saying, "I feel hydrated" or "underhydrated," right? right. Like you just took a drink of water and and you didn't go, "Wow, man, that really works. What a pick me up! What a pick me up! <laughs> um, and so it, it's a that's a uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a unique modern americanism because we we're built around pick-me-ups caffeine oh, right. sugar red bull snack red bull I mean, a, a thousand, you know, I need, or, or put me down. I need something to tone it down, like alcohol. Coffee or, in the morning yeah. and wine at night. Yep. That's there Next you go. We'll go, go around. Yeah. Uppers and downers. <laughs> <laughs> uppers,
0: <laughs> uppers. Well, so on that, I mean, and there we go back to what we just talked about, the uh, compliance rate, when you're spending this money and you go along month by month, you don't see any difference. And then you run out and you didn't get around to buying it. It's so easy to just yep. go at ah, whatever. Now you with your patients are generally starting off with, again, back to the uh, blood panel that you talked about with this big test that's looking at all these areas. I know it doesn't cover all of them, but there are times when you say, okay, let's put you on a 90 day, uh, a treatment plan and with these nutritional supplements, and then you redo yeah. uh, the labs and look at them. I and so what are some where you, the person may not feel something, but you do see, you know, nothing else maybe changing their life, but they're taking X, Y, Z. And you saw uh,
1: an increase of benefit. Yeah. yeah, well, sure. Well, omega-3s and vitamin D would be the, okay. the easiest ones okay. to, to see on there. And I think, you know, looking at sugar and when we measure all, you know, uric acid and A1C and insulin and those, and we say, hey, eat less sugar. And eat more of these things and put in some more exercise and we re we follow up on those tests. Um, and you don't feel that, right? So somebody doesn't yeah. wake up and say, gosh, my diabetes feels so bad. Mm-hmm. And then you get undiabetic and they say, feel so good. So the modern American mindset is trapped in how do I feel? Mm-hmm. What like right now? Or is it does it make me get bigger faster on my muscles? Like testosterone really will. Like that makes a big difference. And you can that's why it's so Tempting to use that in in that kind of situation, um, and and so it's it's the, now we're in that little nuance of the bothness of my thought process. Make an intellectual decision. So this is philosophy. You're and and when they come into my clinic and I say where are we go and what's your true life goals, and they say I want to be X Y Z, we look at these labs and say, well, your vitamin D is low. And I know you're not walking around going, gosh, that really hurts my elbow or my head or my eye or my vision or my whatever. But if you want to be a better Kevin, a better dad, a better worker, a better runner, or if you want to run better, longer, low vitamin D is going to hamper you. I will look you in the eye and say, this will hamper. You can't feel it. It's a slow thing, but it's an anchor. And you... And when we supplement that, that the pulling in of that anchor, so to speak, in the boat is so gradual, you're not going to perceive it. But I promise that you're more likely to be running and living and, and doing things more efficiently and better than the Kevin, his uniqueness, without those things. Yeah. And that we can land hard on. It's a true statement. Now, the person has to decide I'm going to take the pill or I'm not. It's, think about blood pressure. Right, the doctor says your blood pressure is high, and this is really going to increase your chance of heart attack, stroke, and all these other problems. Nobody takes their blood pressure medicine and says, Man, "I'm so glad I feel so much better." Yeah. it is. I you know I don't want to die or or whatever, and and that's part of my frustration with those medicines that they don't address the core underlying issues. Uh, they're not giving the person the chance to cure hypertension. They're managing the hypertension. They're removing some of the risk, but not these other risks. Well, I remember a patient that came in years ago, uh,
0: came in and not doing so well, and they wanted to get started right away and didn't want to do any pharmaceuticals or whatever. And uh, you, your nurse took their blood pressure like, holy smokes. Things are bad. You, like, you need a blood pressure medication right now. We don't want to do it. Right now you need to do it or you're going to... You know, right. Chances are something's gonna go south. Now we'll get to work right away figuring out what all is going on with you and start the healing process and try to get it to you to where yeah. you do not need that.
1: That's right. Which is so I'm be the gonna, point. That, and for supplements. So okay. if Kevin Miller said, I don't want to take vitamin D, then we'd say, Well, it's sunny out there, just go stand naked and okay. You know, those are your choices. That's why I live out in the national forest. I mean, you can <laughs> do you that yeah. for all of one hour of sunshine <laughs> your house gets. Yeah. But so here's the, here's the analogy for supplements as well. I want people to hear that, um, is a crutch. So you would never look at your son and say, oh, who came home one day from cross country and he said, uh, Dad, I, I broke my leg. And you know I had to go to the hospital and he comes home on a crutch. You would never go, uh, son, the Millers don't use crutches. That's a crutch. We're stronger than that. It's the right. I might tool. say that you, you might, but we would come <laughs> right, in right, and right. and say no. It's the right tool for the right time. Now, if I see Ian a year later on a crutch, I'm going to go. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. And if Ian said, "Well, they they took my cast off. They said my bone was healed, but when I went to PT, it really hurt." And I don't like that, so I have to keep using my crutches. I'm going to say, oh, Ian, to get off the crutch, you're going to need to do this other process to get to be the guy you want to be. So the crutch is is bridging the gap from the broken leg to then the pain of PT to then the pain of retraining to going back out there and starting all over to become the runner that he wants to be. So if you come in and say I have a headache and I say, gosh, I'm really suspicious based on questionnaire or physical exam, I think your magnesium's low. Then it doesn't mean that for every headache the rest of your life, you take an extra dose of magnesium and that and God just forgot to give you enough magnesium. But in the meantime, as you learn to eat your broccoli with less stress and more chewing and learning how to go to bed on time and all these other things to be becoming the kind of guy who gets enough magnesium from his food and his rest and his sleep and doesn't get headaches, in the meantime, takes some magnesium.
0: Okay, well, again, as we use our personal story, so it wasn't long ago that I I complained to you about foot cramps. And you said, probably need magnesium. So I did, uh, you know, treatment. I actually took... uh, uh, Optimag, Optimag, who, one, who makes so that? That's Zymogen, yeah. yeah, Um And it helped, and then started taking Optimag Neuro, their other powder thing, and they're pretty much gone. Uh, and so my American mind though just thinks, well, I got to take there that you go. the
1: rest of my life. I got to take this forever.
0: <laughs> which you would say, from what I hear you say, that you would say correct. If nothing else changed, but right. what is it that was keeping you different? Because you don't, do you have foot cramps?
1: No. Nope.
0: Well, what are you doing? Well, and that's not even fair to us. i a different I was, person. I was going to say, yeah. what are you doing different? But you're a different person. So you may
1: be, we may be eating the exact same things. True. You're assimilating it better. Well, this is husbands and wives. Okay. Right? And they all say, well, why does she get cramps and I don't? Or yeah. vice versa. And we're eating the same stuff. They're eating the same stuff. You're different people, different genetics, different, you know, infinite variables. So it's Kevin compared to the other Kevin. The Kevin on... This supplement regimen, that exercise regimen, and this rest regimen and all that compared to the other guy who doesn't do these things. Which, Kevin, do you want to be in the future because those trajectories are different and, and of course, now you're into the infinite of, well, how do I figure out what's my best pathway? Well, I was just going to say, so, you know, <laughs> folks, I mean, this
0: is episode 18. I think it's episodes uh, two through 13, where we walk through the primary, you know, pillars, if we want to call them that, that somewhere within that input, output, uh, recovery and relationship somewhere in there, I am
1: uh, lacking. I, I'm violating well, something. Uh, well, let's go back to our, 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 our primary foundation. If there's a symptom okay let's start at the top function is what we want we, we don't want cramps i want my foot to be functional but there's a dysfunction called yeah. uh, i stretch and at night and i get my foot cramps down that's a dysfunction it, with any dysfunction anywhere in the body you ask two questions what is your body getting that it doesn't like and there's a reaction what is it not getting it that it needs and there's a reaction mm-hmm. there's your foundational question now, when it comes to cramping, I'd say okay, magnesium's probably in most people. Number one, hydration. Number two, uh, the other trace minerals. So zinc and potassium uh, are are in there as well. And then bananas got famous in there somewhere along the line because of yeah. potassium and all that. Um, so maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of zinc, a little bit of this, and a little bit of that.
0: Well, but here I'm taking this product that is helping. So great, it's not a drug. It's a, it's not a pharmaceutical. That's uh, So I would say, it's. would you say it's better? So I'm taking a nutritional
1: supplement. Yes, and sport. one quick caveat. Yeah, yeah. It's collaterally beneficial rather than any chance of collateral damage. Okay. Right, so okay, you're taking extra zinc or whatever. Okay, well, not only is that not going to hurt you, it's probably going to help other things besides oh, okay, your... Okay. Crampy feet. Okay, so I'm not taking this
0: drug for my cramp, this pharmaceutical its probably got bad side effects. I'm, I'm taking a good quality magnesium that's probably gonna help some other areas. Right. It has helped me, so I now have the choice to just continue taking it right. forever to yep. fill the deficit that is being caused by XYZ, or I go upstream. That's right. And figure out where that deficit is, which is frustrating, complex, yep. costs and, and costs time
1: and effort. Um, yet there I am. And and I'm nodding my head at you because I I'm like that's the crux of the issue. You're either going to spend time and money and effort downstream as the as the problems compound and get worse, and then you're going to need to rely on the American medical system to, at a high dollar, yeah. or you spend time and money of your own time and money and effort going upstream to say gosh, do I just need to chew my food a little bit more? Do I just need to do X, Y, Z in order to be becoming the kind of person that can have enough magnesium uh, through my own uh, nutritional way and not need to rely on a pharmaceutical. Industry? That's it. That well, is the core issue.
0: I, and to what you, something you just said there too, this goes to show episode 17 where we talked about the high cost of health. Yeah. If I came to you as a uh, your traditional doc and I got feet, uh, cramping feet, and you could recommend, what's a what's a pharmaceutical
1: for cramping? Oh, for, for, like uh, Flexeril, and they're terrible, Sklax and these... these okay, they, but if you uh,
0: prescribe that, there's a chance, if I have regular insurance that I could... Oh, it's get way that, cheaper. I could get that paid. Totally. And instead, I'm going to go out of pocket, pay for this nutritional <laughs> supplement that costs a lot more, or even more so on the side of going upstream to figure it out. I'm spending time and money to address this issue of my foot cramping and there brings us back to why we have as in america especially more people who are just ready to submit to feeling bad or taking the drug and uh, just dealing with it submitting to the pain or being willing to risk the side effects of the drug that just deals with the symptom and not deal with the root And we're back yep. to the you know
1: what is and your well, well, that's where you're going. That's yeah. what you and I are, are aching. Our heart burden is for the people who just don't know that there is that there is an alternative way. And one final thing on your foot, because if your foot is cramping, then we know, okay, let's blame magnesium. We don't know it's magnesium, but let's say it's, it's a magnesium insufficiency. Mm-hmm. Not only, in of course, your foot cramping is your calf muscles, um If your calf muscles are feeling that, then by definition, I'm going to argue, well, so is your tricep muscle and your everything, and and on a big side is your heart muscle. So when we go into uh, heart palpitations or AFib, especially idiopathic AFib, you know, these guys don't have any other problems or something. Is there just a subtle insufficiency of magnesium? And in that dude, it's a heart thing. And, and... It just ha- I could mention his name. It just happened last week. It's like, man, I've been really well, guy, and boom, there's this thing. And so that's where I'm also now. Here I'm. I'm burdened by what's the answer to this? Magnesium is actually in. You know, we mentioned the top four things. Magnesium's in the next tier, and we just happen to be talking about it. But I would go to people and I'd say, why don't you prove to me that you shouldn't take extra magnesium? Because I think the burden is a proof is going to be on that side because we already know there's a magnesium insufficiency in general in our food supply and in the way we go. And if we're going to test people in general and functionally, we know there's a lot of these things. So that kind of flips it around a different way. If we go to the naysayers and a lot of the docs that say, well, you get all, all you need from the food. It's all FDA approved. All the, it, that really burdens, that really frustrates me when you go like to the, the elementary school menu and it's yeah. hot pockets and tacos and stuff like that. And they say, yeah, we're meeting all the nutritional requirements and needs of growing something or other. I'm like, ah, oh, but that amount of magnesium, can you prove to me that that's enough for vitality over time? And of course they can't because all of that science was done to prevent these levels of pathology. The specific levels of path- like foot cramping, right? Like that's a specific level of pathology in yeah. you. Yeah. Your magnesium level might be, you know, 4.1 and you need to be at 4.2. Well, that might be perfectly fine. For me, mine only needs to be at 3.7. Yeah. And, okay, and speaking of SDA,
0: couldn't we also say that generally that's going to be at, I'll put that at, you know, survival mode or mediocrity, the average, if yeah. not to the word you just use. do you want it to be that? Or do you want to be full Okay. To
1: be honest, it, you know they like vitamin C. They went to the level of scurvy and said, "Okay, how much do you have to have to not have scurvy?" And then you know, then they doubled it, so it went from you know sixty-five mil, uh, uh, yeah, I think milligrams, all the way up to one hundred fifty or something like that milligrams of vitamin C recommended recommended a day, and. But it's just, and then you go over here into the functional world to say, well, how much vitamin C do you need for vitality to not get ill, to, to have less illness overall for 40 or 50 years? And, oh, the debate on that has been so long and aggressive, and we have really good data, human data, that says higher levels of vitamin D probably do some good. We also have some data that says it doesn't matter, and we have very little data that that says it's harmful. So, you know, we just got off of of magnesium, and now I'm on the vitamin C thing, because I'm a vitamin C believer, maybe. I think the science is really strong, and the philosophy of, hey, this is a really unique molecule. And I would, again, I'd go to the naysayers and why don't we put the burden of proof on them and say, okay, let's use 165 as our super duper baseline, but why 165 versus a gram a day? I mean, just a gram a day. And and that's where I think we're never going to come down to a proof because then the variables become so complex. A gram a day, and somebody else who does who eats at McDonald's and smokes and whatever else, what's that going to do? Yeah. Versus somebody else. Oh, like yeah. vitamin A. So vitamin A became got a lot of press because they chose a smoking environment. This was done like in the eighties or early nineties, and actually vitamin A made it worse. It really hurt, especially if you smoked. And so it, it was a big knock against all this extra vitamin stuff. Yeah, and I would agree. Now that we've got this populace of people who go way high in megadoses and I'm never going to do a pharmaceutical, now we have another subpopulation of people who are doing harm. Hmm. There is a viable need for, and let me just use the word free radical because that's the lay terminology. Free radicals aren't bad things. It's a normal part of physiology, right? And sometimes... Like if if you get insulted by a virus or something like that, you need a a giant burst of free radicals to trigger the healing response in the body in order to come back and fight. Mm -hmm. But if we are constantly, constantly, constantly taking vitamin C and curcumin and all of these Antioxidants, which is the lay terminology now, then maybe sometimes it doesn't allow a system to trigger in a way that it needs to trigger, so that this particular cell might need to die. Okay, now this is this this thinking process is is really kind of new, and I, I'm saying all that to say, look, it is complex for our general hearers out there. Uh, I'm still going to fall back on most of us are undernourished. Mm-hmm. We're not overnourished in these areas but don't you know just because a little bit of vitamin c is great doesn't mean everybody needs 10 grams a day what's the right amount we don't know i think i think 120 165 is too low i take three grams a day is that right or wrong i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't get sick this year
0: well so you know I, i do before we end i i wanted to do this earlier to say you can you list it off uh list off your top four again
1: okay Ah, uh, the multivitamin, the omega, the probiotic, and the D3.
0: Okay, what
1: would you would you give a list? Could you give a, a list of some second yeah, tier? Yeah, I, I call them tiers. So let me just say, there's tier one, tier two, tier three. Okay, tier one are the ones that it's like, gosh, this should really be part of the basics, but I, you know, I'm worried about pill fatigue and money yeah right I don't want people to get overwhelmed so I've prioritized so in many people because we measure it they're, they're B complex or they they have a methylation profile that so for many people we move the B complex vitamins into the top tier uh, from tier one uh, but in that tier one would be the vitamin c uh, magnesium B complex vitamins vitamin e probably curcumin maybe quercetin um, And I'm sure other people out there are thinking, yeah, 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 what about blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's hundreds, right? But tier two, collagen, uh, biotin, alpha-lipoic acid, you know, uh, um, I'm trying to think of our shelf over here. (laughs) And then then tier three are gonna be the ones, I don't know if that's really a great thing. Uh, Ginkgo, is ginkgo really great for your memory and your brain? Ah, that's just, that's a tough one. It's not going to hurt your brain, but is it really part of, you know, we're never gonna, in, the, in the next 20 years, we're not going to have any studies that say, oh yeah, it lowers the rate of dementia. So, well,
0: and then put it on a tier next to our categories, input, output, recovery right. relationship and where would it fall amongst if you're violating some of those over there, it's mm-hmm. got to be
1: way down the list of actually going to. Right. That, and that's where I feel so comfortable. Like we say all the time, I will never follow my sword over tier three supplements or the need for um, different kinds of electricity in your house and some of those kinds of things. They get way out there. The the, the conjectures there, but the, the rigorous scientific proof is just not there. But I will fall on my sword over your need for sleep yeah. and nutrition relationships yeah. and probably the basics in tier one.
0: Well, hey, there you go. It's a great anchor right there to supplements that they, uh, they have uses. Uh, you've got to judge them Second tier to the big keys there. Yep. Well, friends, I hope this helped you with the issues of nutritional supplements. And I realize you don't walk away with some complete specific plan for yourself, but this should help equip you and narrow things down quite a bit. Hey, thank you again for choosing to tune into the self-helpful podcast. Be great if you would leave a review about the show and this episode and the best thing you can do, talk about what you learned with someone else, discuss it, ponder it, grapple with it. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others.